You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Yeah! It's Amanda Bones and I'm Ashley and this is how to talk to your friend about wrestling episode 22 mm-hmm. two times um, today we're going to give you guys a book report on the documentary you cannot kill David Arquette yeah I was really excited to do this one um, and it's so new I mean it was basically came out last year I think I think so. You had told me about it and I was able to, oh, everybody, you can find it on Hulu if you have that. Yeah. Um, So I watched it a few months ago when you had told me about it because I love David Arquette. I do too. (laughs) I don't know how you don't love David Arquette. Like, yeah, seriously. He just seems like, I mean, yeah, he kind of seems like a big kid, but he just seems so endearing and so sweet. He just needs love. David Arquette just needs love and reassurement that he is great. Reassurement. Yes, reassurement. <laughs> That's the vocabulary word for today. Reassurement. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. <laughs> um, so it was supposed to be at South by Southwest literally March, because I think that's when that was one of the first things that got canceled. Um, oh yeah. Wise. So it was supposed to be at South by Southwest. I have been waiting for this movie for seemingly forever. This and Promising Young Woman. I was like, yes, March is coming. I'm going to go see these. And then I was like, no, you're not. So <laughs> when this <laughs> finally was available to come out, um, they actually did like a release in drive-ins in LA. And I just didn't see it. And like you could get his autograph. Like you could meet him and stuff. Oh, my God. And I just, it just wasn't on my radar, which was, you know, cool. Um, Damn so, it. Yeah. But um, I've now since seen both those movies and both of them have been absolutely amazing. So, uh, yeah. I haven't seen the Promising Young Woman one yet, but I've watched this David Arquette one twice now. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah, dude. It's, it's a good time. It's. It's also a sad time. <laughs> it is. It's pretty tragic. It's like, I don't know. I just, I watched it last night as like a refresh from the first time I watched it. And I cried a little bit. Also, I have new levels of hatred for a couple of the people mentioned in the video. Mm-hmm. I will not be holding back on that today. <laughs> Good. No, fully explain your disdain for these people when we finally get to them but yeah so that's what we're going to cover today it'll be a fun little banger of an episode watch it be like two hours long (laughs) i know (laughs) seriously it's a two-hour banger of an episode (laughs) i i did have some questions i mean we'll get to it um towards the end but i i did have some questions about a couple things and I couldn't find answers mm. but um yeah so basically I guess we can start at the very beginning so that Anderson guy so the beginning shot is that huge Anderson guy lifting weights mm-hmm. and being very angry and telling us how much he hates David Arquette yeah. and how he thinks he's a joke like out of the gate they're talking shit <laughs> I was already upset. <laughs> Just like full promo cutting. From full the promo shit talk. Oh my God. And then they let you know, like, so David Arquette won WCW heavyweight championship in 2000, which it feels like this was so much longer than that. But I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, oh fuck, that was 21 years ago. It was a very long time ago. I mean, we <laughs> oh were my God. Children. We were children. Oh my gosh. Way to feel old, right? Seriously. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was kind of a mess. Um, 
I can't let me just look it up while I'm at it. Sorry, I'm not great with my WCW stuff. So you're fine. I didn't realize WC I'm gonna get a lot of hatred for this one, but I didn't realize WCW like I knew it was a different faction, but I thought it was still like super closely related to the WWE. But yeah, back back when it was um still WWF. Yeah. Basically, yeah, okay, so so it it started in 88. Mm. And this was the beginning of like the I think what's known as the Monday Night Wars because you had <laughs> Raw and WCW, I believe, right? Because SmackDown SmackDown's always been Friday. Well, aside from when it was Thursday or Tuesday, I don't remember. Anyway, it was all um between WCW and WWE. And then a lot of people were going to WCW and leaving WWE for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this this kind of hit at the buildup of the kind of the end of WCW. Oh, okay. I think so, I think you're right. I feel like I was there an interview with Bischoff in there and they were saying that. I feel like somebody said that. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's what Bischoff was saying um, a little bit was just so WCW ended in 2001. Oh, shit. So this happened in 2000. And I don't remember. Do you remember when? Nobody better blame David Arquette for the fall of WCW because obviously that shit was headed downhill already. Well, you know, what a better scapegoat than this, you know? Yeah. You blame him for so much. And I think that's kind of what happened. Um, and then, so his wife is a part of the documentary kind of barely she's just kind of there and let me i hate to say this i do not like his wife there were a couple of like key things that she said that pissed me the fuck off oh no man is going off oh yeah fucking how have you not seen any of the scream movies like i get it after fucking Let's be real. After the first one, they're all just kind of downhill from there. But how have you not seen the screen movies? Your fucking husband was in them and you haven't seen them. Like, I'm not saying you need to watch his entire collection of things that he has been in. But like Scream's a pretty poignant one. But like she said, she doesn't like horror movies. I don't like horror movies. Like I don't even consider it a horror movie. Like it's a fucking funny movie is what it is. Dude, it is... <laughs> terrifying for someone who is a massive chicken i it was really hard for me to sit through all the screen movies um i i have to watch like i have to watch the youtube version of scary movies (laughs) just so i can understand them and like because i love the plots like i love the stories behind them i love hearing what they're about because i like really messed up stuff but (laughs) i can't watch it i can't watch gore at all i have no tolerance for it it makes me physically ill all right i'll let go of that one listen (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just giving you the other perspective is that the man's made a lot of movies and also i think a lot of times with celebrities and like you know famous people they don't want to marry or date someone who's super into their stuff which kind of seems a little silly to me because like why wouldn't I don't want to say you have to date fans, but like, no, but like at least an appreciation. Yeah. Like the appreciation and no, like, I would hope that you would have knowledge of his catalog. Yeah. I hope she's seen eight legged freaks. Like, I don't know who the fuck you are if you haven't seen that, but yeah, I don't know. There was that. And then she said something else later on about like, you still have to ask me like, if like if he can do wrestling like you're not his mom yeah but the man was like kind of killing himself for a very long time true like obviously there are large amounts of underlying issues bundled up in a chaotic mess inside david arquette for sure yeah i mean one of the most dramatic scenes i think is seeing go through that ketamine treatment oh my god fucking hollywood people and their money are so fucking weird 
I do not understand why this is a treatment. Like, oh, it's a very big thing. Like, it's not just Hollywood. I, it's it treats PTSD. That's so crazy. To ketamine is so scary. So yeah. scary. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. That moment when he's doing that, I was like, oh, you poor tiny baby. Oh my god. Well, you're so like so high, so fucked up. I'm like, how long does it last? Do you just stay feeling nice for like a month? No, I think it's um. There's a girl I follow on Instagram who was doing ketamine treatments because she had like severe. PTSD from like a very traumatic thing happening to her mm-hmm. in her home. Oh, so she had to live in the place that this happened, and she was like super, super messed up. But she started doing ketamine treatments and was like able to be a person again, basically. All right, but it was like it's it's medically administered. Yes, you like go you to don't a- just get to take it home and do it. No, <laughs> just get the trip out on ketamine all day, all day and night. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's very medically monitored. It's kind of controlled in that way. I think it doesn't last very long. I think it's the just high so is pretty like you shoot up and then kind of just gradually come down. It's not like you're going to be high, like super high for hours and hours and they keep you like very well hydrated. Yeah. I saw that he had like an IV hooked up to him on top of, they gave him like four doses of the ketamine and it was terrifying. His had a lot. And in the end, I mean, I don't, they didn't really talk much about it after they showed that scene, but I don't know if it necessarily helped either. I mean, yeah, they kind of just like show the treatment and then they let us know that his brain doesn't work the way that normal brains work in the like CT scans or whatever they did. And like, Okay, so besides all of, like, that huge shit that would change your, like, it would change your whole headspace, he has two fucking stints. Yeah. Plus, they're worried about blood clots, so he's on blood clot medication, two different kinds. Like, good lord. Yeah. (laughs) This man, so I understand, I understand the level of concern. Like, I don't know if you should be doing this, but I just didn't like the whole you have to ask me. But again, I'm not in their marriage. I don't know their relationship. I don't know what the boundaries that they have set up are. It's just, I don't like the whole permission thing. Yeah, I get it. Um, Rub me the wrong way. Uh, yeah. But it's very sweet That's when it. she dresses up like Miss Elizabeth and Dude, like comes out with him. My freaking heart. I was like, look at you two. Ridiculous. Also, I thought you lost it. Um, I believe his... Elizabeth and Macho Man tattoo is done by Sarah Joy Shockey from <laughs> Marty and Sarah Loves Wrestling. Shut or she, up. Or she did the the picture that he then had. Uh-huh. Like she drew it. So that's just, like, cool. I'm just a huge <laughs> Marty and Sarah fan. <laughs> we should get her drawings. We should have her make a drawing for us of some sort. Well, I have two of her drawings now watch out <laughs> okay and then um okay i'm trying to like i wrote notes in order but we've all already I know we're already around. all over the place i'm so we're sorry. already all over the place but that's okay so one of the things he also mentions while we're like driving in the car with him is like he's been on job interview after job interview the last 10 years and he hasn't gotten shit. So it's like 10 years of rejection. Like that has to fucking beat you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he says that, but at the same time, like he has been in stuff. <laughs> so, I, like maybe not the best stuff, but he has been in stuff. I mean, That's- I have his IMDb right here. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I'm sure it's like like one of the things that he has mentioned is he's now essentially typecast as a silly dude or like a character whereas Mm -hmm. before like he was doing serious roles when he first shot out like yeah there's very much that there's also like I think his wife um referenced that he was on that vanity vanity fair cover with all those like high profile people right before they broke yeah and he got scream and then it was like oh he's just kind of a silly billy so let's just <laughs> it doesn't help that the character's that. name was dudley like dewey dewey that's right 
Wow, I'm schooling For the person- you. Wow. <laughs> you can take my fucking horror fan card and frame it because I am officially done. <laughs> Dang. How dare you. Committed How the ultimate dare. sin. Seriously. Jesus. My apologies, horror community. Please do not come for me. <laughs> like, I mean, he was in Never Been Kissed. Oh, yeah, he was. But he was a fucking character in that movie. I guess you're right. I guess it's just kind of bit parts after that because I'm looking. It was like 3,000 Miles of Graceland. Yeah, he was kind of a goof in that. Oh, my God. But it was so great when he dressed up as Elvis. Yeah. That movie is a sleeper, let me tell you. That movie is so good. And So, yeah. Okay, enough about David Arquette's films. Let's back to the documentary. (laughs) So my biggest question that I have overarching is do we wrestling community just hate David Arquette for this shit or is there hatred for Vince Russo, which there should be, and Eric Bischoff, which also there should be because those two fucking clowns are the ones that like created the whole scenario in order for him to get the belt. It's not like a fucking, it's not like, like, come on people. It's not like David Arquette walked into WCW and was like, Hey, I'm going to get the belt tonight. Okay. Like fuck off. There's no way that's happening. Like everybody has to be in agreement. (laughs) Okay. But this is also all taking place around the same time as ready to rumble. Yes. So I know that they were like using him to beef up WCW and he did have like a few matches in some very interesting outfits they showed us um but like i have to imagine or at least i would hope that somebody getting the belt isn't this like last minute decision and there's like i don't know things and protocol put in place so that not just anybody can get it see that i don't know i i don't know I can't, I can't speak to that because I'm not, you know, a massive WCW fan. I don't know <laughs> the lore. I don't the know lore. the whole thing. I think it's just they tried something and it didn't work. A company was, you know, kind of struggling a tiny bit and they thought this might help and it just didn't and it backfired really badly but i don't think that one man should be the face of that then again as i told you before we started recording you know the people who hate wrestling the most are wrestling fans yeah (laughs) which find i find that to be hilarious but also i don't know there was an interview they showed a clip of an interview with vince russo and he fucking oh my god that guy he is so conceited in ways that you shouldn't be conceited like the guy, I don't know who was asking him questions, but one of the responses was like, oh yeah, that was the day I basically killed wrestling. And I'm like, that's not something you should be proud of, homie. Like, yeah. that's not a badge of honor here. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, okay. like, I don't even know what to say because it's just like, it, it was such a mess such a mess um can i just mention like i i don't know if maybe i missed it in the documentary either way i'm just gonna talk about it because it's david arquette good guy david arquette any money that he made during that time yes to people who needed it Mm -hmm. which was owen hart's family brian pillman's family and I don't know how to say his last name. Draws. So I think it's Darren oh. Drawsdov. Oh, okay. He um he got a really bad neck injury in the ring and became a quadriplegic. Oh shit. Like literally his his career was just starting. Something went wrong. And yeah. So he I mean, a good guy, David Arquette. I'm gonna cry all over again. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they interview one of the families that got the money and the guy was just like um like the david arquette i know is cool in my book and he's fucking family to me because all the money he made from the belt went to these families and i'm one of them was it brian pillman jr i think it was 
He had very weird glasses on. He had like a whole get up on. I don't was, know. <laughs> did he have a mullet? I think so. There okay. was definitely hair. So Brian Pillman Jr. is in AEW. He's vars- He's in the Varsity Blondes. Oh, okay. That's fucking cool. Yeah. So he's in AEW now. That's great. Okay. So originally when David Arquette's like, I want to fix this. I want to get back wrestling. Mm-hmm. I feel like originally on that journey he kind of fucked up because he went like back to the big shots for the legends thing and was like let me wrestle and then got upset when they were like bro no way can this happen (laughs) okay so this is where my questions start okay let's let's hear them is this all kayfabe i don't know (laughs) i don't know that's what i'm starting to be like wait a second he's a wrestling (laughs) fan like the biggest wrestling fan right he yeah wouldn't he like try to keep the business you know under wraps in this little bit because it felt it felt very real but at the same time i'm like they're being very mean to him yeah i couldn't tell i couldn't tell if this was a bit or if this was like we seriously do not like you david arquette fuck off because it could go either way. It really it could go either way. <laughs> it was very hard to read. It made me very upset. <laughs> yeah, I like, did it when they fought him in that restaurant bar thing. I was just like, right, Jesus. Okay, and I'm like, you guys are in public. Can you please behave yourselves? <laughs> no, <laughs> because I always say that because like I've seen that happen <sighs> in a wrestling show. <laughs> interesting yeah i don't know he goes to them they're like fuck no get the fuck out of here Mm -hmm. he kind of like i don't know starts working out and then he goes to that signing like the fucking i don't know i don't know who the fucking promoter for that signing was but that seemed very fucked up oh man that poor man oh my god and then he does that fucking photo shoot Oh my goodness. No, David. No. It looked like some Sears catalog shit. <laughs> it was so good. I get, oh my God. Yeah. So he really tries to like kick ass and turn around and start working on himself. And you can see that like it definitely is helping other things as well. Like he seems slightly happier. Yes. And excited and like, you know, a little bit gleeful, which is adorable. Um, that signing was so rough and then is it at that signing that he like talks to those that kids yes <laughs> yes that like super hit like so those two dudes get interviewed and they're like fuck this guy he fucking ruined wrestling fuck him fuck this we love wrestling so much we're gonna be huge dicks and then he fucking buys something from them and they're just so mean to him Oh my God. And then that fucking, so I have a question about the guy in the van outside of the sign, the promo promoting signing thing he was at. Why is that guy already in wrestling gear? And like, every time we see him, he's just in his wrestling chonies. I don't, I I don't know. Like, is he kayfabing really hard? That's the only thing I can think of. I couldn't figure that part out because um, this is when we slightly progress into the backyard wrestling. Oh my god, yes! And I did not like backyard wrestling. It fucking—it's rough. I'm like, were they? So I, my question is: Is backyard wrestling just kind of like this, mm-hmm. or yeah. were they like extra dicks to him? No, they were extra dicks to him. Um, okay, for sure. Is to some degree that brutal but they picked it up a notch to fuck with david arquette yeah i think it was amplified um while this is a documentary i do believe that there is a slight bit of a touch of magic Um, (laughs) movie magic uh yeah because shit is crazy and they just seemed extra dicky about everything Yes. And it made my heart sad. I'm trying to figure out who it was who was there, but I don't 
I don't know. Um, I have Van Guy's name. The Van Guy's name is Rick Kelly. Rick Kelly. But I don't know the backyard wrestling guys. But they just like, I don't know. They just immediately were, as soon as they fucking showed up, it was like, we're going to teach him a lesson about wrestling. Oh, you want to fucking wrestle? This is what wrestling is. And it's like, all right, guys. We get it. <laughs> we get it. We get it. They're just so fucking mean. Yeah, wow. they are. They're like really rough with him. Um... <laughs> I have a note that's like, I don't think these guys are wrestling so much as they are beating the shit out of David Arquette. True. And I think that's also like, you know, for them too, it was kind of their childhood. So it's like, you killed my childhood. I'm trying to think who I would be that mad at who killed my childhood. I mean, plenty of things killed my childhood, but I guess as a grown ass adult, you get the fuck over it. Or you go to therapy and you work through your problems or, you know, you place blame where blame should be placed, such as on Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo. I'm, I'm just going to make Amanda the shirt that says, I just cannot stand Eric Bischoff. <laughs> I kind of dig Bischoff. I just think he did a really fucked up thing. And I don't, I feel, I feel like both of those dudes just let it fall on David Arquette instead of being like, hey dudes, we set this up. Yeah. And the only one that fucking says anything remotely close to that is Diamond Dallas Page because that dude is a fucking homie. <laughs> he was very sweet in this as well. I think that man is just a very gentle giant. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, they have another I documentary coming. Oh, do they? Yeah, I saw a blip about it, but I wasn't able to decipher further what the fuck it is, but oh. they have another one coming. We'll have to. Oh, is it the weird WWF ones that are going to be on A and E? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'll look they're... into it and I'll send you the information because they're doing like seven nights of wrestling yeah. documentaries. Which that'll be cool. Maybe I'll keep my cable long enough like it's, to watch that. It's WWE's version of um, Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> yes, probably. It's they like saw weird. how much money Dark Side of the Ring was getting, and we were, they were like, "We gotta do this." Not only that, but it's like, we gotta get in here before they release any other shit on people. They're like, "WWE is gonna tell this story, not you guys." We're not gonna let you know what actually happened. Of course, so we're not getting like real documentaries. Yeah. Um, okay. So he he did that great job, perfect, yes. wonderful, wonderful boy. Made it out alive, barely, but he did. Yes. And then that Rick Kelly, I'm always in my wrestling chonies guy, takes him to like a wrestling camp school thing. Mm -hmm. A training where, center. Yeah. yeah, where they're kind of dicks, but still showing him things and like trying to teach him and help him learn, which mm -hmm. I thought was cool. And that seems to be like the start of a little bit of a turnaround for him. Yeah. Like, he also, okay. like, at some point loses 50 pounds. Yeah, he lost a ton of weight and like looks fucking good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Then he goes to Mexico to see Diamond Dallas Page. I which mean, the man had to come in at some point. <laughs> he had to come in at some point. But also, like, I think the Mexico trip is probably my favorite of the entire documentary. And then, again, his fucking wife is like, I would just feel more comfortable if you were there to, like, this best friend or whatever that David has. And the way he met that best friend. Oh, my God. The cutest David Arquette is a fucking gem, and he is absolutely to be protected. Mm. Oh, okay. my God. They met because he was going to get tickets. Yeah, to some football or baseball thing. But then, like, it had something to do with 9-11, too, or something. Yeah, he had, oh, no, he had a first responder Sandy Hook t-shirt on. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Not and then I guess, like, David was like, do you have a ticket? And the guy was like, no. And he was like, well, I'm getting your ticket. Let's go. And then they are best friends now. So cute. So cute. And, like, what a great guy is our boy. Just wonderful. Just, I love him so much, little weirdo. Um, so yeah, the best friend goes to Mexico at, you know, the pushing of David's wife mm -hmm. and like, 
he does all the Diamond Dallas Page yoga. <laughs> he like is super serious. And he's like, I fucking want this. Tell me how to do it. And then he ends up with the fucking luchas. I wish I knew more about these luchas because they're fucking terrifying and legit as fuck all at the same time. I feel like the the luchadors in, in Mexico right now are taking over the internet again because I have seen so many stories, like so many different like COVID stories of them, like putting masks oh. on people and like holding them <laughs> and shoving masks on people and spraying them with like Lysol. And then oh, yes. they were taking senior citizens to get their covid vaccines shut up <laughs> the sweetest babies oh my god yeah i know so um it was I'm just gonna die but, <laughs> i'm gonna die from cuteness i mean the cool thing about this documentary in a weird way is it really does give you so many different sides of wrestling it does there was a lot of different things and like fuck we went from the backyard to the wrestling school now we're in mexico with the luchas mm-hmm. like and then i think he also has like a wrestling trainer in like near where he lives that comes and trains him yeah which is peter avalon which i'm shocked you didn't like recognize did not recognize my so apology. yeah do you know who peter avalon is no, is he Mickey Avalon's relative of some sort? No, he's in <laughs> AEW. Oh, well, I don't know the full roster of AEW yet. I know, I'm but still you've learning. Seen, you've seen him. Um, he's the <laughs> he's the one that wears like the red robe and comes out on the little heart shaped pillow, and he just kind of lays there. I don't know if I've seen this one. He used to be the librarian with um, Leva Bates. Oh Interesting. I'm looking him up. Oh, okay i know who he is he did <laughs> oh my god i looked it up and i'm totally <laughs> looking at the librarian <laughs> yeah that's, that's fucking funny. hilarious um yeah so like dude david arquette is putting in work he's doing the fucking deal and let me tell you like the luchas did not go easy on him they no. were fucking rude to him and they were like you better get it to fucking gather whoever vouched for you said you were fucking cool you're not being cool bro and then they go fucking wrestle in the street that shit's insane there i think there's an, a different vice documentary just about the luchadors who wrestle while cars are parked for like freaking pesos that is so crazy and so like the oh my god you first i'm oh, sorry um and they throw each other on the ground yes so at first, when he first goes out there, I'm like, yeah, of course you didn't fucking do anything crazy. It's the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, and there are cars around. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it either. But then, like, the second time, it's like, okay, are you ready? All right, I'm ready. Let's do this. And then he fucking turns into a badass, jumps off the ladder, all kinds of shit. It was so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The fucking... And then he, like... I love his little luchador tattoo that he gets. <laughs> that so was cute. so cute. And then, like, he gets to, like, wrestle with the luchadors and they give him his very own mask because mm-hmm. he earned it. He was dying. Oh, my God. When he got, like, emotional about it. Oh, like- my God. I was fucking emotional because he was emotional. And then after they all wrestle, one of the guys, like, one of the luchas gives him his mask and signs it for him and he comes out and he tells his buddy jerry and he's like he gave me his mask it's such an honor and he's like all teary-eyed and shit i know <gasps> he's just like such a sensitive little soul i hate it and i love it at so the same time. sensitive again he's a little gem everybody be nice to david arquette i'm gonna kick your ass if you're mean to david arquette god um so after the luchador stuff we kind of make our way into championship wrestling from hollywood which is like it used to okay we have this like kind of an all-access channel here called i just call it channel 56 Um, (laughs) it's just one of those ones that plays like weird old shit all the time um you'll catch like an episode of mash and then there'll be like some weird you know just local show on anyway so championship wrestling from hollywood played on this channel yes and so i've seen it a few times it's (laughs) it's 
it's funny. They have like, I mean, it, it is pretty funny, but like, yeah, it's just silly. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. RJ City started shit with David Arquette, like to help him, right? Like to give him a reason to come fight and wrestle, right? Yeah. So RJ City, okay. who I, <laughs> I've never liked RJ City. It's just a personal thing. Okay. I just think he's not my favorite. Um, That's okay. We're allowed. This documentary made me actually kind of like him. Right. I've never he's heard very of him. Yeah. He was so sweet to David. Everybody be nice to him. God damn it. He was like seriously hyping him up too. He's like, you did good. You did good. Like, you know. It was so cute. It was so cute. Oh, and then david's kid coco like at first she's super embarrassed and you can tell it's upsetting him and then all of a sudden she sees him on that hollywood one and she's like okay i get it this is so rad and like she got all into it which was super cute like flipping off rj city (laughs) it was so rad and this is the start of when you actually get to see a lot more um well or i got to see a lot more wrestlers that i'm familiar with because I know, like, yeah. Paul Cabana's in this, and Dalton Castle's in this, and we start to kind of slowly drift. I think even Paige is in it, which I, I mean, I love. I Dorian. feel like she was, but I'm not 100%. No, Ethan, Ethan Page. Oh. That's a man. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like he was. Sorry, wrong Paige. But I feel like he was because I, caught, I kept thinking recently that I had heard that name, and then I thought he was going to show up on AEW when they were unveiling their new person but it was not him yeah no it was was it i thought it was cage or gauge or something no it's christian and then ethan page was later jesus christ jesus, the man this two, like a month ago you know what i say this all the time off the podcast i'm gonna say it on the podcast there is too much fucking wrestling to keep track of too much i cannot fucking do it i'm gonna turn into one of those creepy serial killers that has like the full setup with all the Polaroids of everybody and the strings connecting them. Like, Jesus Christ. You wanted this life. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, there is some truth to that. Yeah. Anyway, we just get a lot of cameos <laughs> from a lot of different people and I can't keep up with them all. Um, it was just a lot of people. Um, so from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood... He just does a bunch of indies, right? Yes, but we're gearing okay. up for the GCW. I believe it's a GCW match. And then during the run of indies is when the screen pants that he wears during wrestling show up. And those are the sickest fucking pants ever. Yeah, they're really good. I would love those in a pair of leggings. Hint, hint. Seriously. And I, was, yeah. I had brought this up before. Where is the leggings that I can buy? Right? look like kenny omega's leggings or exactly these freaking screen pants missed merch opportunity this is why AEW needs to hire us somebody about wrestling needs to hire us we have good ideas for women i promise yeah and and like new japan offers you you know the options for those things i can buy freaking what's i can buy you bushy's trunks and wear them if i want why wouldn't you make that an option like it just seems so silly to me i you could you could legitimately make those screen leggings cost 50 fucking dollars and my stupid ass will buy multiple pairs of them because i know my thunder thighs are gonna rip a hole in them so i will need more than one yeah yeah agreed um take my money I was going to say that uh, towards the end of 2018 with all this is when David teams up with RJ City. Oh, okay. So then they have a match together as a tag team, which was adorable. (laughs) Adorable. They had a couple of like, oh my God, his little streamer hands. Just magic. I love that. You know what? Here's... I love that David kept his quirky little self and turned it into a wrestling character. Like it totally works. I wasn't sold on the whole wizard thing. To the wizard with. thing was silly. I'm glad he got rid of that coat. But like it just took a minute for it to evolve into something good. That coat was so much. 
I'm sorry, I'm like actually dying because I'm just <laughs> I keep thinking about it. The fucking coat was so much. And the sleeves. Okay. Every once in a while I will break on this podcast and that did it. Coat. Can did I it. tell you? Can I tell you something? This is really stupid. So he comes out in that coat the first time when he's in the storage unit and he grabs it and he puts it on and he's like walking down the hall of the storage unit. The fucking first thing that comes to mind when he opens his sleeve up or like his arms to like, I don't know what he's doing, wizard things. But the fucking, <laughs> the fucking clip from Borat Rat when he's like, <laughs> my wife's vagine, like sleeve of wizard. I fucking, that's the first thing that came to mind when he did that. I fucking love Oh my god. So every time he comes out in that jacket, that's the only thing that comes to mind. Oh my god. I can't. I absolutely can't. So we're stoked he evolved past the jacket. We're just all four. If the movie ended there that he was just done with the wizard thing, I would be so happy. (laughs) Um so then so we're through the indie runs, we're through RJ City, and then comes the fucking death match. Why the fuck did he do a death match? Why was so this a thing? I wanted to know, like, who fucking booked this? Did he know it was a death match? Apparently, yes. I'm like so blown away, bro. What are you doing in a death match? Like, what the fuck? Also, just gonna throw it out there. I think Nick Gage is a little intense. Nick. <laughs> I don't even like that's such an understatement like, like just that is such an understatement <laughs> fucking insane right okay I didn't want to be rude I'm trying to not be rude but like that bro like oh my go for a walk go for a walk take some fucking smoke some weed you need to calm down yeah it's a lot he's got an interesting story as well which we will cover when the dark side of the ring comes out oh okay because he's getting his episode that guy Um, scares me i don't like death okay i don't like death matches i can't handle the blood if i can barely watch fake movie gore i can't do this (laughs) um i remember when this match happened because i was watching wrestling at the time i wasn't watching as much indie stuff at the time but i was watching wrestling and I kept trying to find this match, knowing it was going to scar me because I'm just a glutton for punishment. (laughs) Knowing what I knew at the time, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I want to see this. Like, because it's David Arquette, like, let's, let's find this. The pictures alone were enough to be like, all right, I'm good. Because I could barely tell. There was a match, I believe... At a WrestleMania like a while ago, it was Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar. Mm. It was my first like blood match. Mm-hmm. That man had so much blood pouring out of his head. Now I know it was <laughs> a little bit of a help from a sharp pointy thing. <laughs> it made me so sick. Like I was like, like I can't, I can't do this. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so. <laughs> this amount of blood i was like okay i don't want it i was oh yeah i was okay until he grabs like the end of the long light bulb or the light bulb shard or whatever the fuck it was that he grabbed and like cuts david's fucking jugular so that was a mis that wasn't meant to happen though i mean i'm sure it wasn't that's the thing with death matches is like this is nothing you can prepare for. No. It's just killing each other. And so, yeah, I mean, and then- little thingy is everywhere. But accidents do happen and light tubes maybe don't break correctly. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, you mean to just bop him a tiny bit, but he did the wrong spot. This is oh. after he got his head cut with a fucking pizza cutter. Oh, my God. Yeah. That happened. And there was a glass bottle that got thrown at him or smashed on him. When you watch this, it's from a different perspective than what you actually saw during the match with the cameras there. Mm. Oh, my God. The jugular part was 
like was where I was like, so I'm already watching it going like, David, you need to leave. Like, this is not good for you. You need to just say goodbye. Just forfeit. Just forfeit. It's not worth it. You're going to die. Get out of there. No, he he couldn't. Oh my God. And then the jugular cuts and then like, he gets out of the ring and he starts to walk away. Like, yeah, cool. We're done. I'm obviously not okay anymore. (laughs) We're leaving. And then he fucking turns around, does like a move or something. And then thankfully lets the guy fucking pin him. Yeah. So (laughs) because he didn't want to go out like that, he wanted to prove himself, which like deep down, that's absolutely insane. Um, (sighs) Apparently, there was an article I I read, and I'll bring it up right now. Um, It wasn't technically Nick Gage that cut him. When he fell, Uh a piece, a shard cut him. Oh. So it wasn't wasn't technically Nick Gage who did it. Mm -hmm. He just kind of, like... Played it that way? Yeah. um, Interesting. So, yeah, he had a massive hole, and the... I, I could not stand when like he goes like this and looks and then like he has that like white <laughs> face. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah, I think he fucking finally realized like how gnarly it was. Yeah. So oh um it was rough, like very, very so rough. rough. But then Luke Perry takes him to the hospital. Fucking Luke Perry, Jesus Christ. Which perfect baby jungle boy. Perfect baby. Yet another reason to fucking cry today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Luke Perry stuff like really got to me for for whatever reason. I was just like, oh God. Because if you think about it, like like knowing what you know from this, and I didn't know Luke Perry was such a huge wrestling fan. I didn't either. He just got his his best friend out of there and was like, We're going. Let's We're going. See. He was like holding his his neck. <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh my yeah. This is just oh my. I can talk about this scene for like twenty five more minutes because it well was because it's so everything. fucking traumatic. And then so he's in the hospital. He's recovering. And then um, ooh, I don't really like love or hate Joe Rogan. This definitely pushed me to a side and I'm just going to go ahead and say that I do not like Joe Rogan all the shit I just don't understand all the shit talking like oh he's doing this so he can feel something because he's sober now like fuck you guys this might be harsh words and you can come for me if you want to come for me I feel (laughs) like MMA people think that they're better yes this scene, this is very real. If you want to say wrestling's fake or whatever, this is very real. I mean, a man almost died. Yeah. Because of a thing that went wrong. Like, <laughs> I don't know. For him to then just be like, oh, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? Like, why do you fucking do it, Joe Rogan? Yeah, you get your fucking face all busted up, cauliflower ear. Why do you do it? <laughs> Ugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I... <laughs> I will go to my grave protecting David Arquette. At this yeah, point. this is just an anti Joe Rogan podcast because he said one. Bad, well, I mean, he's he has said a lot of bad things. He has said so many things. <laughs> but oh my god, yes, so rude. And um, then Jake the Snake's even on the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know if Jake the Snake actually like said anything shitty. I don't recall. He's had a few wrestlers on. He's had. Um, Diamond Dallas Page was on. Jake the Snake's been on. Um, the Undertaker was on, and I just don't want to talk about that. So that was <laughs> I am not slowly good. but surely learning that the Undertaker is not a great person. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's one person that I don't need to know your your thoughts <laughs> and feelings about the world. Thanks, Undertaker. It makes me so sad. I love the Undertaker as a wrestler so much. Yeah. I just, you know, people have their opinions. That's fine. You can have your opinion. You don't have to agree with me. Yeah. I just, I'm just, yeah. I don't know. As a 33 year old woman, it's hard to keep kayfabe on a wrestler who, <laughs> who says really stupid shit sometimes and believes it. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so he's like hearing all of these things while he's recovering and then he gets fucking loaded again. 
I don't know. It bummed me out. It made me so sad. I am in recovery. Relapse is not a part of my story. So I don't have any personal experience with like getting clean and then going back to the substance of choice or even Mm -hmm. a new substance. I don't have any, I don't have any shit with that, but like as a fellow person in recovery, watching somebody, the fucking pain that dude had to be feeling to go back to the things he knows don't help him. So like, you know that it's bad when you throw up in a box. Oh my God. <laughs> the way he went after that box was fucking hilarious though. Yeah. Like <laughs> you just know that if and you throw up in like- a box, it's over. <laughs> If you throw up in a random box in a convention's hallway and then lay down, like, yeah. you're not doing great, unfortunately. Apparently, it was because he also um, had had broken some ribs, too. Yeah. One of the doctor people he sees is like, oh, there's, like, minute fractures but like that's not to say that like everything's fine this could get worse so Mm -hmm. i'm sure after the death match like because fucking gage speared him into a table yeah that was that was real rough like a real table too not the wwe tables (laughs) (laughs) those are still kind of real tables I'm sure a WWE wrestler is going to be like, those fucking tables are real. You want to find out how real they are? We're going to throw you through one, Amanda. Perfect. Um, yeah, dude. I and don't know. I don't know how the, like, Mr. Anderson match started. Like, I don't know if the Anderson camp created that feud or what. Yeah, and this is where the kayfabe kind of gets a little fo- foggy for me. Yeah. Um, because it's like, he was so like hellbent and, and grumpy about it. The a- Anderson guy. I can't remember oh, yeah. what, what his like, he was fucking thing is. Pissed. I don't... Let's see. <laughs> I mean, kayfabe pissed, maybe. Kayfabe pissed. <laughs> I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna use that in real life. You're like, I'm just kayfabe pissed right now. Okay, give me a minute. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Only like three people in my life are gonna understand it. Yeah. <laughs> when was that match? Oh, that match was 2019. That's right. Yeah, it was fairly recent. So then I think he gets sober again. David does, and mm-hmm. like starts to do all the things he needs to do to get his body prepared and like he seemed hesitant to go into this match like ready but hesitant if that makes any sense well wouldn't you if you almost fucking died fuck yeah i'd never go back are you kidding me (laughs) yeah like no thanks i'm fucking done with this pipe dream (laughs) i'd be pretty done so i give him all the props for actually getting back in there and it was like a full year too it was like the (laughs) it was like the full circumference of culmination i think is the word i meant to say (laughs) (laughs) circumference works too that's a circle my favorite is like you guys can't see ashley making a circle motion with her hand (laughs) if i make a circle motion with my hand it will come to me it helps to find the words for sure Mm-hmm. And this is when his wife shows up dressed as Miss Elizabeth in like the sweetest little moment. The sweetest, just like little streamers. Pew, pew. So cute. So cute. Yeah. I don't even like his wife, but that was a very sweet moment. <laughs> I still don't like her. <laughs> oh my God. Man is holding a grudge. Yeah. Take care of my boy or die. Not really, but be nice to him. <laughs> Yeah, dear. Um, and then David Arquette wins. He does. Which is so great for him. I'm like, yeah. He does. And then they show the behind the scenes of everything and Mr. Anderson's hugging David Arquette and like, fine. <laughs> so this is the kayfabe part I'm having a hard time with. Were you really hating him? But then you wrestled him and you're like, oh, this guy's legit. So now we're fine. Exactly. Because dudes could be like that. Dudes just fight and then they're fine. So... I that mean, is true. it's not hard to believe that this was real. Yeah, that's very I've true. 
yeah so like with women you're like no i still hate that bitch (laughs) so i don't know i don't know oh yeah and then at the very end they say like he donated all the money from the wcw title to those families and everything and like little david arquette he's such a sweetheart in I actually going back to the very 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 start of this documentary, I actually really <laughs> liked seeing him and his sister. Yes, and like when she's flipping through the book and she's like, "There's a lot of dead people in here." Like I, I know it makes me sad, but yeah, I because if you think about that family, it's massive. It is massive, and there's all kinds of shit in that family, <laughs> and then. There was another sister. I know Patricia, but there was another sister that I didn't realize was an Arquette. Rosanna. Yeah. I was like, what? You're one of them too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and then one of his brothers is there. This family is fucking huge. Oh my it God. It really is. And then they lived on a commune. That seems so crazy <laughs> to me. Yeah. I was just like, what? With no electricity and no running water, I would die a little every day. Seriously? yeah if yeah i'm not even gonna pretend like i'm tough i'm not (laughs) that would be miserable for me oh man so yeah i guess the overwhelming theme of us covering this is be nice to david arquette (laughs) yeah we love and support david arquette precious precious bean just wonderful boy oh my god such a gem such a gem and i just I guess I really want to know from the wrestling community, like, do you guys just hate David Arquette or is there more hatred that just doesn't seem to get talked about as much? Yeah. I'd actually really like to hear from someone who did hate him in that era. It would be nice to know just like for, you know, knowing. Yeah. I feel like the same thing's kind of happening with Bad Bunny. A little bit. Not There's, as bad, but not as bad, but it does feel like I almost feel like this is this is like wrestling's apology to David Arquette in real time. <laughs> Cause like yeah. bad but okay, so I just watched the raw episode today. Um and Bad Bunny goes on and he makes like a huge speech because the Miz and Morrison paint his like 35 million dollar fucking crazy car that i don't know why people own cars like this but they put red paint all over it it's oh my god so he comes out on the mic and he's just like like i love wrestling and i watched wrestling with my dad from when i was a child and i love and he just like started naming off a bunch of wrestlers Mm. and then the part that got me he was like i loved the miz And I was just like, no, you poor baby. (laughs) It made me so sad because I was like, fuck, guys. Like, I don't know. And like, Bad Bunny's hooked up with Damian Priest. So it's not like just Bad Bunny's rolling through the wrestling world alone. Like, he's hooked up with a wrestler. Well, so is David Arquette. That's true. David Arquette was with DDP for like ever. Not ever, but for his brain. In WC, yeah, it was like a month and then the belt was gone. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I hope because I'm very much enjoying seeing this whole bad bunny thing play out. I really hope it doesn't go south and that people don't truly hate bad bunny. Like, I don't know, dudes, just don't I, take themselves so seriously. I mean, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like if twitter was around (laughs) but um i know on twitter it's very divided there's people who absolutely hate it and there's people who are like you don't realize that he's actually like bringing people in who want to watch him yeah like i don't know i don't know the whole thing just seems so freaking crazy to me like the guy's a wrestling fan so let him have he's it's not like he's gonna fucking stick around and be a fucking wrestler on wwf sorry wwe full-time like it's gonna run its course let it happen the miz doesn't have a belt so you don't have to worry about him getting a belt he had the 24 7 belt for a second which was fucking hilarious to me did but he like, get it taken away 
he gave it back to what's his name r-truth yeah so oh, that's R-Truth very has which i feel like r-truth just should have the 24 7 belt I because think he's won it like 57 times or something it's just so fucking funny how like out of nowhere people start fighting that guy <laughs> yeah. i remember the first time it happened he got like three different people in one episode went after him and i looked at scott and i'm like what's happening why are they out why are they going after this guy and he had to explain it to me <laughs> yeah oh my gosh it was so good I that belt is hilarious. how many times he's had it yeah i feel like uh, it's gonna be a high number 51 holy shit <laughs> 51 times He's like, this is an attainable belt for me. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going after it. <laughs> this is just my title. This is mine. So yeah, like, I don't know. I really hope it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't go the same way for Bad Bunny as it did with David Arquette. I hope that we can like, just let it be and not take it so serious. I don't think it will. I think it'll, I think most people are a lot more chilled out on it Mm -hmm. than back in the day. (laughs) Also, like WrestleMania is this weekend, guys. I'm pretty sure after WrestleMania, Bad Bunny is going to get back to his fucking life as a recording artist. But even if he doesn't, like, who cares? It's fine. It's just one more wrestler, guys. And you can hate wrestlers. Like, you can hate your, your guys you don't like. You already yeah. do, people. In the I world. already have, like, 20 of them I don't like. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of that, <laughs> I was going to mention that we're going to be on Hit the Books. Oh, yeah. This Friday, this Friday, I think the episode will be up. Um, we'll be on our our good buddies on our podcast network. We'll be on Hit the Books with Ryan and Mikey, and that was a lot of fun. And basically, Amanda just said everyone she hated the entire time. <laughs> I said some of the people that I like. We also, I mean, I was going to say we, you, you caused massive chaos. I legit went on Hit the Books to fuck shit up. Yeah. And, and I feel and- like I accomplished that. You did an amazing job. <laughs> they have this cool randomizer thing and they ran it and it just didn't feel like it was severe enough of a of a thing. So we ran it again. <laughs> and that's when the fun happened. And that's when the fun happened. <laughs> so, yeah. Go check that out, guys. Yes. Go to Spotify and look up Hit the Books. And then this Friday, I think, is when the episode com- comes out. I think that's what you said, right, Ashley? Yeah, this Friday, I believe. We are the go-home show to WrestleMania, so. Oh, sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then WrestleMania is this fucking weekend. And NXT TakeOver starts tomorrow night. So it is AEW, even though it's going to be like whatever because it's WrestleMania week. Um, I don't even know how I'm going to watch all of this wrestling. We have all of that. We have a lot of, well, I have a lot of indie wrestling to watch if I want to. <laughs> I definitely will be watching some of the collective part two. Oh, okay. Well, Maybe we're going to watch Hot Girl shit with Alley Cat. That, well, yeah, totally. Because we love that girl. Yeah. Um, and Effie's brunch, I think. Yeah, Effie's big gay brunch will definitely be checking out. There's a lot that's going to be out for the culture is going to be there again, which is always a good time. Um, there's a lot. John Moxley's going to be in something Bloodsport, I believe. Which I thought that was nuts. Let's fucking end it. So next week, obviously, we're going to talk about WrestleMania and, and everything else. Yeah. And the indies. It'll just be like a review vomit of everything. A big old show of everything. A show of everything. Okay, so you can find us on Instagram at How to Doc Wrestling Pod. Or on Twitter at HTTW Pod. And then there's the email at hell to pay management at gmail.com. Hell to is the word to pay MGMT at gmail.com. And then we do have a small amount of merch available on our big cartel at how to talk to your friend about wrestling.bigcartel.com. 
yes the that is like longest the longest name. oh my god did you get an yeah, award for longest big cartel name i feel like we would take that so quick yeah and again just um if you want listen to us on hit the books this friday it's a really fun show um it's one of my favorites to listen to regardless of it, being on their network it's really it fun. is a fun one <laughs> i started listening to it and it's pretty fun they just like fantasy book raw and smackdown but they pull from like all of wwe and it's yeah. fantastic <laughs> it's wonderful i like living in their world a whole lot more than the current state of the world same <laughs> i'm sure that's frowned upon but <laughs> oh well all right Whatever. guys thank you so, so much. yeah have a good week yes bye bye This has been a Countout Podcast.